0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com to grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, what are we doing? Come on, what, what are we doing? I, uh, baseball is a fun sport, man. Baseball's fun to watch. You've got all kind of fun personalities, fun players, <laughs> and we got these stupid unwritten rules. I, oh my gosh! I tell you what, we, we're definitely gonna talk about. Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres today. That That's absolutely going to be a topic. Also, real quickly as well, the Reds game tonight has been moved to Wednesday as part of the doubleheader. The Reds and the Royals will play both of their games on Wednesday beginning at 5.05. PM, And I think it's really just to allow for more testing and things like that for the Reds to make sure that everything is okay. It's precautionary. I don't have a problem with it. I'll tell you what I got a problem with the people who think that Fernando Tatis did something wrong. I don't understand this at all. I love baseball. I love everything about baseball. I love dingers. I love strikeouts. I love double plays. I love the craziness that happens whenever you've got some really bad fielding and there's crazy errors and all of that stuff. You know what I don't give a damn about? The unwritten rules. And I'm sorry. Come on. If you're down three balls and no strikes and you think you can throw a fat one up there and the dude's just going to watch it because his team is kicking your team's butt, then what on earth are you doing in professional sports? And the fact that the Rangers manager at the end of the game, he's just like, I didn't like it. Well, yeah, sure, you didn't like it. You got your ass beat. And again, I'm cussing. I'm just It's just coming out. this This is hilarious to me. I do not understand it. The worst part was the Padres manager like came out and said that oh Tatis was given the take sign and he ignored that and this is a quote unquote learning opportunity. What is there to learn? He hit the ball 400 feet. There's nothing to learn out of that. Dude's the hottest hitter on the planet right now. I think Jesse Winker is about the only other guy who could argue with him there. But <laughs> come on, are we really going to do this when we're talking about Major League Baseball in 2020, and we're talking about a year in which our season was postponed for months at a time, and we've lost out on a whole bunch of games, and we've lost out on the fullness that usually is a 162-game season. Now we're down to 60 games, and we're really going to sit here and talk about unwritten rules? Come on, man. Fernando Tatis Keep hitting dingers. In fact, I texted the ace of the podcast, Bronson Royal, to get his take on this. And he responded, I love this. He responded, I'm going to read this word for her. Bronson said this, you never get pissed at an opponent for kicking your ass, no matter how they do it. If you do, you're just thin skinned and you don't want to take responsibility for your own screw ups. That's absolutely right. I mean, there's no there's no reason. And, and the fact that the Rangers then threw behind the next Padres hitter to step up to the plate is just unbelievable. This has every bit of feeling of like whenever you're like, you know, a little kid and you're playing with your friends in the neighborhood and, and all of a sudden you're just beating this one kid, I, I don't know, basketball, whatever you're playing. You're playing at a game and he just takes his ball and goes home. That's what the Rangers were trying to do, man. I I do not understand, And, and, and this just kind of accentuates the whole deal with baseball's problem of marketing itself. Fernando Tatis Jr. is one of the easiest or easily marketable players in Major League Baseball, and here we are, or here some people are. I'm not. Here some people are demanding an apology. The dude apologized. We're talking about a player apologizing for doing his job, a player apologizing for hitting a home run. This isn't a guy who just threw a fastball at somebody's face. This isn't a guy who just charged the mound and smacked him with a baseball bat. No, he hit a home run. He apologized for hitting a home run. What are we doing? This is why people who don't like baseball, say they don't like baseball. No one on earth, says that they love watching their favorite sport because of the unwritten rules. Nobody likes unwritten rules, but we pull them out whenever we feel like somebody's done something wrong. And I just do not understand that in this case. I mean, let's cross sports for a minute. Let's go to golf. If Tiger Woods is up by a million shots, are people like clamoring for him to just hit one into the woods or drop a ball in the water or something like that? No! In basketball, if the Boston Celtics are kicking somebody's butt, are we like begging them to just hand the ball over to the other team every time they get another possession? No! Then why on earth are we telling Fernando Tatis to take a 3-0 pitch that's a fat meatball right down the middle that he could hit about 500 feet? Come on! If if Fernando Tatis is apologizing to a bad pitcher for hitting a home run off of him, then there's like 700 guys that need to apologize to every Reds pitcher from 2014 through 2018. So many home runs were given up there. I'm sure there's like the Asher Wojciechowskis of the world would love to get an apology from a guy who hit a home run off of him. I mean, we're talking about a, – and a you can sit there and say, well, Jeff – The Padres were beating the Rangers by a whole bunch. They didn't really need more runs. What are we talking about? This is professional sports. If you're losing, there's no obligation for the winning team to help you out in any way because tomorrow the situation could be flipped. The Padres pitcher could be giving up meatballs and the Rangers could be up by 15. What are we talking about? This is absolutely ridiculous and this reeks of Derek Dietrich staring at his home run for every Reds fan out there who thinks that Fernando Tatis did something wrong then you think that Derek Dietrich did something wrong spoiler alert neither of them did anything wrong anyway I just had to we had to talk about that we had to talk about that we are in a season where we are looking for fun this is baseball baseball is fun it's a kid's sport and we're sitting here, we got people po- polishing their monocles and being like, oh, well, let me tell you, he shouldn't have swung at the 3-0 pitch. He should have just let him throw an easy strike in there. What the hell are we talking about? Also, Bronson even doubled down on the unwritten rules thing, and he said, if I had a no-hitter in the ninth inning and a batter put down a bunt on me and got on base, I would never blame him. Exactly. You know why? Why? Cause the point is to win the game who gives a damn about unwritten rules. I'll tell you who doesn't give a damn about unwritten rules. That's built bar because they rewrote the rules. Whenever they created a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I'm serious guys. The stuff tastes amazing and they've got some really good new flavors coming out since they've revamped their operation they 've got caramel brownie, which sounds absolutely fantastic can 't wait to sink my teeth into that and plus they 've still got their favorites, like chocolate coconut, which was amazing to me, one of my favorites, also double chocolate I mean, come on, so much chocolate that but guess what it 's healthy. go to BuiltBar.com dot com right now and type in the code locked on you 'll get ten dollars off your next order of the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and it's healthy for you as well if you're doing if you're doing the keto diet or something like that it fits right in if you're doing weight watchers it's only a couple of points and the calories are good too if you're counting calories as well because built bar makes great tasting healthy snacks and head over to builtbar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order that's built Bar. Chances are, if you're listening in here to the Lockdown Reds podcast, you probably already figured that would be my reaction, but oh my gosh, just unwritten rules. So get out of here with that take. This is a terrible take. So, let's talk real quick about this red situation with the game being postponed. It's precautionary, they are looking for some more test results, making sure that everything is okay. After the Marlins and the Cardinals outbreaks, they really don't want to have another team deal with an outbreak. So if they can keep it to just the one Reds player, which they still have not named, by the way, if they can keep it to that one player, then that is A-O-K. Hopefully, even it comes out that maybe even that one dude has a false positive, and this was all just really, really precautionary. But on the same token, they flew to Kansas City earlier today so they're already there. They're ready to go when there will be hopefully a double header tomorrow beginning at 5:05. And it's an important to note as well Bobby Nightingale wrote this in his story on the Enquirer one Reds player tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday. There haven't been any additional positive tests, but there could have been players held out of Tuesday's game because they were exposed to their teammate and identified in the contact tracing process. So they're allowing for a little bit more testing to make sure that those guys are fine and they'll have them in Tuesday's game. Also, nice little plug there, Bobby Nightingale will join me later this week on the podcast. He'll be on Friday's episode. We'll be talking all things, what the Reds are doing right now. Probably going to ask him about this unwritten rules thing, and I got a feeling I know what his answer is going to be as well. Just absolutely ridiculous. But also a quick note as well for this Royal series, the two games that they have left, the Royals just called up Matt Harvey. You might remember Matt Harvey. He was a red not too long ago. Well, it seems like just yesterday, but he could possibly pitch against them in these two games, and that'll be very interesting To see as the Reds split the first two games at Great American Ballpark at the beginning of last week, we'll see how the Reds and Royals finish out this series here. But with this postponement, I do like the effects. I I think that having some time off will help. Eugenio Suarez. That was something that I'd seen a couple of people talking about, and I agree with him. Hopefully he gets his mind in a better place and he'll be able to come out in this Royal Series and just start seeing the ball better. Because even though he had a home run last week, we look and we see that most of his at-bats, it just does not seem like he's seeing the ball well. I think he's probably pressing a little bit, trying to get a million hits in one at bat and raises batting average like 150 points with every swing and you just can't do that and i think as long as he can get his mind back into a good state through this little bit of a layoff which is probably hard to do given the actual reason for the layoff but the reds did have a workout at kaufman stadium on tuesday they were not working out at all during the three ga- the three day postponement of all baseball activities for the Reds. They did not work out at all for those three days so it'll be good that the pitchers get some bullpen work in and things like that. I believe I saw something that said had the game gone on as planned Tuesday night the probable starter would have been Luis Castillo and then Trevor Bauer on Wednesday. I think we'll see both of those guys in the doubleheader tomorrow and that'll be interesting to see if we've got Matt Harvey going up against Maybe Trevor Bauer or something like that. I know Harvey pitched okay in a couple of outings for the Reds. During that 2018 season, he was kind of all over the place. If you go to Baseball Reference and you look at his game log as a pitcher for the Reds, he had a couple of outings where he didn't give up a run and a couple of outings where he gave up a lot of runs. Like September 19th against Milwaukee, he gave up seven runs and five and a third. Now, what's interesting is his best start that year came against Milwaukee as well. Back on July 1st, he pitched five and two-thirds innings, allowed just two hits and no earned runs, while striking out six. And if this tells you anything, as a red, he had 24 starts, and he had it 4.5 ERA, which is pretty much right there at the average mark. That's a quality start per outing back. In a year where the Reds needed quality starts wherever they could get them. Because we're talking about guys, and this was just a rough pitching staff in 2018. Matt Harvey joined guys like, okay, Luis Castillo was there for a little bit, but that was not good Luis Castillo. They also had Sal Romano making 25 starts that year. Disco made 21 starts and was okay. And then Tyler Malley was okay. Homer Bailey was um, out the door at that point. 609 ERA. I think most of us remember that 609 ERA in 20 starts. You also had some other dudes making starts. Michael Lorenzen made a couple of starts. Cody Reed made a couple of starts. Brandon Finnegan. And I think that was also the last time that Robert Stevenson made some starts as well that that was when they realized they were switching him from a starter to a reliever he pitched 11 and two-thirds innings that year and had a 9.26 era so yes the four and a half era that matt harvey posted was much uh, needed for the reds then in his 128 innings if this tells you anything as well I mean, I think we all remember 2018 pretty vividly, but your innings leaders went Luis Castillo, Sal Romano, Matt Harvey. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see him in a different uniform pitching for the Royals this time because it'll be a blast from the past. And whether he is facing Luis Castillo of this year or he's facing Trevor Bauer of this year, I think we can all just take a moment Sit back and be like, you know, times are so much better now with this red starting rotation than they were whenever Matt Harvey was a red. But that'll be interesting to watch. That'll be tomorrow. A doubleheader beginning at 5.05. A little bit more in-depth preview of the games on tomorrow's podcast. You're not going to want to miss that. Make sure that you subscribe. That way you don't miss any episodes like tomorrow's or my episode later this week with bobby nightingale also follow me on twitter at jeff Carr with three Eps and follow the show at locked on reds on twitter facebook and instagram as well but that'll do it for us here today now tell your smart device to play locked on fantasy baseball and i will talk to all of you tomorrow let's go rex hey